<laughs> Hi, good, good morning. Nah, wait, wait. Oh my God, like it's two o nine. Okay, so good afternoon, people. I hope you've been fine. I hope you've had an amazing week. Um, for about a week now, I have been stuck between talking about something radically different. I mean, so it's been confusing for me because I want to go outside the scope of this podcast. Usually, why it is, I try to share experiences or things I think about, things from regular conversations with people. I mean, this this still is a conversation that is, you know, brewing. It's something that's trending, something that's happening right now, too. So it's still a conversation, yeah? But it's not the regular kind of stuff I'll share on my podcast. So I've been confused because, I mean, I want to talk about the stuff that's happening in the world right now, today. And I, I don't know if I should... I have not known if I should, you know, give this deviation a goal or if I should just uh, stick to the regular just talk content but then i made up my mind today while i was um, preparing content i made up my mind to give this a go so today i want to talk to us about um i want to do a lot of merging but before that i had to pray to god for utterance because i really 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 don't want to offend and i don't want to say the wrong things <laughs> so good i ask that you give me your trends i ask that you help me say the right things so today i want to bring my life to this podcast i mean i do that a lot i talk about experiences you know i talk about being thankful generally i try to bring in examples but i don't want to talk about my experiences per se i want to talk about the stuff that i learned from the bible from my law classes and from what is my purpose so i want to marry these three things these three areas of my life and i hope that you know as i share that you pick up something so I want to talk the law. I already said that I'm going to talk about the law and criminology specifically, and I want to talk the Bible because <laughs> I'm a Christian. I mean, come on, that's like who I am. I have to always talk the Bible, and I also want to share something I believe in. So this for me is like purpose. It's something that I know I should be doing or I will be doing eventually. So I'm trying to marry these three together and hope that you learn. So, um, I remember that the aim of this podcast is direction, and I pray to God that I can do that today. Like, I don't just want to talk here, yeah? I want to motivate you, yeah, I want to direct you. You see, more than anything, even as I deviate, I hope that you still are able to get directed from the stuff that I say today. Okay, so 2020 has not been the easiest year for a lot of people. I mean, it has really not been for me, for everybody. I don't think there is anybody left out. Although, the good thing is, some people are still, you know, some people still have like really amazing stuff happening to them right now. My family has experienced testimonies. But then this year has been like a very, very crazy year for, you know, COVID 19 that is still growing and to racial, to fight against racism, to, you know, racial profiling and police killings and increased cases of rape in Nigeria and rapists killing their victims. It's just been cray cray per se. I mean, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. But then I, um, I told about all of these things and I've had to ask myself some questions. You see, I've had to question these times, I've had to question the society we live in. I've had to just question why we live generally, why there is life. And before I go on, I like us to see something. So I like the scripture that says that in this world we're going to have tribulations. I'm going to bring it in later, not right now, but I want to say it so you'll get an angle of where I'm going to. So John 16 verse 3 says, Things I have spoken unto you, 
that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So God tells us, uh, Jesus tells us that in this world there is a lot of tribulation. I mean, tribulation is suffering. You know, there's a lot of suffering right now from all the things I've mentioned to us, you know, people doing wicked, despicable things and you know sicknesses and in some climes the government not doing enough in some societies the people not doing enough there's just a lot happening a lot of tribulations and suffering but then as christians we have hope because christ says we should we have overcome the world and we should be of good cheer i'm going to get back to that later but i want to go on to what i have to say to us today so today i'll give my explanation from the law yeah, so I want to give my explanation as to all these things happening. I talked about COVID-19, I talked about racial fights, I talked about um, racial profiling, I talked about police killings. I'm not just talking Nigeria, basically, I'm talking about what's happening all around the world. So, um, increased rape cases, particularly in Nigeria. I mean, there's been rape in a lot of places, but in Nigeria, like, it's been, it's been a big deal right now. I mean, last year, we heard of rape cases, but it has not been as intense. I mean, this is, like, really intense because... These people are killing the victims. And it's really intense because recently there was a rape case in a church. So they um, raped the girl and killed her in the church. So that's why like, it's been a big deal. I mean, if these things can happen in the church, where are we safe? You see, the church should be like a stronghold, a secret place of God, but where are we safe? So yeah, so I will give my explanations from the law and I'll try to draw my consolation or my conviction from scriptures. And finally, I'll talk a bit about my assignments, why I believe it's my purpose. And I hope that you learn it in or two. So I like criminology a lot. I think it's one of the courses that I can comfortably talk about. Criminology, human rights. I can talk about any law course. But criminology gives me a special passion because it tries to see why people commit crime. So basically, criminology is the study of crime. You see, in school, in my third year in school, I did criminal law. So in criminal law, you learn punishments. For instance, you learn what punishments rape rapists should get. There is the criminal code or the penal code for Northern Nigeria. There is the Violence Against Persons Act enacted in 2015. There are a lot of laws that, you know, talk about all these things. But criminology goes beyond the punishments and prescribing the crime or defining the crime. That's what criminal law does. Criminal law describes the crime and punishes. But criminology tries to look at why people commit crimes. And I love criminology because of this sole reason. Because to me, it tries to explain society, not just crimes. I mean, it explains to me why society is the way it is. So I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about some of the schools of criminology. So there are a lot of schools of criminology, and these schools have like subdivisions. I don't want to like go in depthly because this is not a law class; this is a podcast. But I hope that you learn from the analogy I'm trying to draw. So in criminology, we have um, the classical school of thought. That's like the classical theory. So under the classical theory, there are two sub-theories. There's the social contract theory and the free will theory. Now, the social contract theory of crime holds that people... Remember I said criminology study of crime. And I think right now what is happening in the world outside COVID-19 is that there is a lot of crime. I mean, I haven't even mentioned this. I know that about some weeks ago, I don't know how serious it is right now because I've not kept... I've not been, um, you know, very present. But I know some weeks ago there was like a lot of thefts happening in Lagos, Nigeria and you know, these people call themselves the I think 1 million boys and it's just like people stealing, so there's a lot of crime so I had to, you know, ask myself so there are rapists and there are people raping and people killing and you know, racial profiling and 
racism and all of these things. So I had to ask myself, so why are people like this? Why do people commit crime? And criminology gives us like an amazing insight in why people commit crime. I mean, it helps us, you know, be introspective. So there is the, um, I talked about the classical school. So the social contract theory under the classical school holds that we donate our rights to society. So society now imputes punishment when we want to collect the rights that we donated back. I don't want to talk about that because that's like that's not related. This is just giving me a foundation. Now the free will theory or the rational um, choice theory says to us that people commit crimes because I mean it's just the right it's rational. You see, so it blames people's rationality on committing on um crime. So he says that I choose to commit crime because I have free will. So he says society gives me the free will and I could either choose to commit crime or not to commit crime. So some people would agree that you can choose to commit crime or not to commit crime. Another theory is the positive theory. So the positive theory is an amazing theory and I think this is like the funniest theory for me because it's, it doesn't blame anything on free will really. I mean there are like a lot of divisions and a lot of um, propounders of this theory. But then this theory says to us that um, crime is not as a result of free will. People don't commit crime because they can think. So for instance, the positive theory will tell us that there is rape in Nigeria, people are raping people. It's not because they want to. So the positive school theory talks about two things, stigmata and atavism. Now these are from two different theorists. I think stigmata is from Lombroso, is that Lombroso. So I don't want this to sound like a low low class so it doesn't get too boring. But um, I want you to continue to follow me. So the stigmata means that a person is born with criminal tendencies, but then if he's put in the wrong society, then he will be a criminal. But then if he's raised rightly, he will not be a criminal. Meanwhile, atavism just says to people, atavism basically means born criminal. So it says to you that a person is born a criminal, whether you put him in a good society or not. So it's, it, it tries to explain why people commit crime. And then of course, there is the um, th- psychological Criminology. Psychological criminology basically blames crime on physical abilities. So if you're probably ectomorph or mesomorph, you're more likely to. I think if you're endomorph or mesomorph, you're more likely to create to commit crime than somebody who is ectomorph. And then the psychological school it talks about people who are psychopaths, people who you know who do not have proper cognitive development. Talks about personality traits and all of that. And I think where my focus should be now is the sociological theory because this is why I believe people commit crime because I believe people commit crime because of the society we're in you see um, Whether we like it or not. This is this is I mean Funny thing is this is just my thoughts. Yeah, people have you could decide with either of the schools Some people think people are born criminals, but I don't think anybody's born a criminal in the earlier episodes of my podcast I talked about I talked about exposure and opportunities. So I have this theory. This is just my theory, right? I've not developed it yet So I feel like if people are given the same opportunities same exposure are raised the same way I know that this is not hundred percent possible because I mean people like Interact with different things daily, but I'm saying that if interaction is controlled people will turn out to be the same kind of people say for instance Five children are born five children are given are born on the same day five children are given the same opportunities Five children are given the same level of exposure five children are taught exactly the same thing five children have to eat the same thing Five children are raised as Christians in a Christian family So my belief is that they will turn out to be the same people so basically all I'm trying to say is I feel like um, society contributes 
is the major contributor to why we why people commit crime in you know the world generally on another sociological theory there is the social structure theory there is social process theory and there is the social conflict theory i'm just going to talk about social structure theory so on the social structure theory there are three sub theories there is social ecology theory social ecology just says i mean this is really true yeah? right social ecology says to you that people commit crimes because for instance let me use uh and i don't want to use lagos nigeria so let me use enugu nigeria so in enugu nigeria there is independence layout and there is jra and there is um obiago now obiago is like the ghetto area it's like a juggler of of Lagos so you know it's like the Jaguar of Enugu rather so people live there so this theory says to you that people who live in these areas where they are prone to committing crime are people who will commit crime and I believe that although although I'm not saying people who live in better areas not commit crime I mean they are white-collar crimes and they are worse crimes and then another theory is the string theory so the string theory is a theory that I really really want to dwell on so the string theory says to us that People commit crime because um, people commit crime because they, you know, society has placed so many so many goals and means to achieve them. But if you're not born wealthy, if you're not born okay, so to say, you know, you have to struggle. And so some people don't want to struggle. So some people would go through the wrong means to achieve the crime. Oh, sorry, so we go through the wrong means to achieve the goals, and in going through the wrong means, they're committing crime. Now, this is like all about criminology. Let me bring it back home so I don't lose you totally. So, I said I was going to talk to us, I was going to give my explanation from the law and talk about my consolation from scriptures and then finally talk about my assignment. So, one of the things I believe, is, as I already told you that my theory is that if people are raised the same way, given the same opportunities and exposure, that they will be the same kind of people. Now, I'm not saying that this is 100% true, of course, I've not tested it, but this is what I believe, basically, yeah? So... I feel there's something I want to do later in my life. I want to, you know, have decision schools and orphanages and bustle homes where I can try to give people equal opportunities, equal exposure, make them, raise them in godly environments, you know, just generally have to control their interactions. I'm not saying, of course, people go out on their own. So, this, no, these theories are not without loopholes. They can be criticized. And my own theory can be criticized, right? But then, my purpose, basically, my assignment is to see, to see if, um, if people are given equal opportunities, if people are, you know, just generally society caters for people better to see if they will still turn out to be criminals or do the things that they do. It got me thinking because I said to think of all the crimes happening right now, you see, even in the midst of COVID-19. There is theft. So I thought about the theft in Lagos State and so there was a lockdown. Some people did not go to work. This is like my theory too. Some people did not go to work. You know, some people have to work daily to earn a living. And because that was not possible. So some people had to steal to eat survival. That's like what and the strain theory shows us or what the sociological theory tells us, tells us that society contributes to crime. Now, that's there. Now, I thought about ra- ra- race, I'm sorry, rape, not racism rather, rape. And God knows that I cannot excuse a rapist. I mean, like, it's terrible that a person should do that. But I still feel that if society is structured appropriately, if people are taught the right things. So people say to others that rapists are the people that you know, right? That they're not, I mean, a rapist is somebody's brother, somebody's son, or somebody's, you know, husband, or somebody's father. 
that's for guys who are rapists. I'm just I know that girls can be rapists. So a rapist is somebody's sister or somebody's mother or somebody's daughter. She gets. I'm not trying to be sexist. You know, a rapist can be any of those people. So my I've been thinking. I mean, how 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 do they become? So of course, if I think following the psychological school of thoughts in criminology, I would say that some people are just psychopaths. They're, you know, they cannot help you. They just want to do evil and destroy other people. And then if I follow that using the Bible, the Bible says something that the heart of man is desperately wicked. So I could say that the Bible somehow sees psychology. The Bible says that a man's heart is desperately wicked. And so some people are just really wicked. Now that's like one class of people. And then I talked about another class of people. What can make a person a rapist like? Why would you want to rape somebody? Does society in any way contribute? If I have, if I grow up in a better society, if I have good family, if I'm raised in a God-fearing um, family, and you know, values, ideals, norms are instilled into me, will I turn out to be this? Because really, there are people who are normal people. There are people who do not go about raping people. There are people who you know do not go about raping people and killing them. And so I talk about all these things and. I just have to say that you know society has to be better and when I said when I said to think society has to be better I had to think about people so I thought about so what, what makes up society and to me people make up society we are society and so we have to be better I mean it's not just the rapist right the rapist of course will face the law and will be punished but then society has to be better too because I don't even think we have a good rape culture I mean, I don't know if this is the correct word, but let me explain this. So, rape culture, so to say. So, in Nigeria, for instance, there are a lot of rape cases. I don't know if we've had up to um, 20 cases of rape in Nigeria that the rapist has been convicted. So, a lot of rape cases, if you study law, a lot of rapists are charged for attempted rape. Because, you know, it's just a strenuous process to prove that there was penetration and then there was really actually rape. And then the story has to be corroborated by medical evidence or something, you know. So, there is just a long process. We don't have a good... For instance, our courts are too stringent. I know, of course, that in, you know, in, in criminal law, you must... Um, prove beyond reasonable doubt true but courts are really too stringent and families do not even help like a lot of families because they want to cover a scandal you know a lot of rape that happens is between maybe an uncle rapes his niece and so the family doesn't want to outblow it overblow it so they don't go to the police they don't go to a court and it just dies like that like that's the end of it but you see i think it's because of the silence that you know it continues to grow and grow and grow so people now okay so because Nobody's going to take me to court. If I go to court, it's not going to be easy for them to prove rape. So it, it just grows and grows and it becomes a terrible thing. But then finally, I want to come back to the Bible. So I said I was going to talk to us about John 16 verse 33. So when I thought about all these things and you know, it can be frustrating to be in this world. But we get hope from the Bible. I said I get my consolation from the Bible because I could like go on and on and on and give explanations of what is wrong and what should be and what ought to be. But then the Bible says to me that in this world that I will have tribulations, I will have suffering. But the Bible says to be of good cheer, for God has overcome the world. So I have to think, I mean, what 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 really is tribulation? Tribulation is suffering, it's so bad, it's terror. And that's what's happening right now. Like things are terrible, things are so bad. But the Bible says to us, God says to us to be a good cheer. The truth is, it's not going to get better. Like I, you see, I said 
I like to be an encourager. But then from scripture, we see that it's not going to get better. Like, things will continue to happen on earth, you know. One day we're going to be shot with this bullet, another will be shot with the other bullets. But then we must know that we have overcome. It is so, in spite of all the criminal explanations and whatnot and whatnot, we have overcome the world because Christ is our peace. So, you know, so when I think about all these things, I have comfort. I'm comforted in the fact that Christ has overcome the world. And because he has overcome, because he is a winner, because he has had the victory, so I am victorious. So I will be able to live in this time and still do well. So my encouragement to all of us today is not that it will get better because I don't know. I mean, right? I'm not God. And the Bible doesn't say to get better because the Bible says that in this world we have tribulations. My encouragement is that God has overcome the world. Christ has overcome the world. And we're going to have peace because he is our peace because he is our strength and our reward and our foundation and so even when things are harsh or things are tough we're going to be firmly rooted because christ is our foundation because he's our rock our steadfast rock so that's my encouragement to all of us today that in spite of everything that's happened i want you to stay strong not because it's going to get better. I mean, we thought it was just going to be COVID-19. Come on. And more just keeps happening every single day. So basically, I'm saying to us that it may not look like it. It may not look like it will get better. But we can be at peace because Christ says to us that he has overcome the world. And it's not going to end here today because I feel, I feel like I've talked a lot. I hope that you listen to the end. I don't know. I've never like done this. I don't know what the reaction is going to be for this episode because I've never like talked, um, you know, talked about the Lord this broadly. I don't even feel it's broad, but I hope, I'm closing my eyes right now. <laughs> I hope that you listen to the end and I hope that you learn something. I hope that you take courage in the fact that God has overcome the world for you. So I'm ending here today. I'm that Nigerian Christian alcoholic. And this is just all. So have an amazing week, you know. Be happy and be thankful, of course. Don't forget to be thankful. Like, I don't want you to forget to be thankful. In spite of all that is happening or all that will happen, I don't want you to lose sight of being thankful. Because in spite of this, in spite of all of this, good things still, good things still happen. Like I said, this, my family has had a lot of testimonies this week. And good things still really do happen. So God, God has a way of making, you know, of configuring a mess to become a message of making something that sounded or looked destructive or terrible has a way of turning it into a blessing so i trust that god is going to turn all of these things into blessings for all of us and god bless you for listening i love you like so much thank you bye